Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last year at Nationals Park, fourth game of the year for the Mets. They lost 23-5. to Well, this year, fourth game of the year at Nationals Park. Somehow it got worse. The worst loss in the history of the franchise. I mean, I know some days you're the windshield and some days you're the bug. 2004 Yankees won 101 games, lost a game 22-0 to Cleveland that year. It happens. But bad stuff does tend to happen to the Mets as well, as you may be aware. And Tuesday night in a light rain, there were several bolts of Nationals lightning as the Mets lost 25-4. Dealer hit on 19. Let's work it out. This is the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Well, any game that includes the sentence Jose Reyes comes set or Mets back to within 23. Uh, probably a portent that things did not go well. Josh Lewin with you, and where to begin with this foolishness? It was just that kind of night right from the get-go. Steven Matz was chased in the first inning. The defense betrayed him, but he still didn't have great stuff. It ended with Jose Reyes on the mound, and with an ERA of 54. as the third-worst ERA in Mets history, minimum of one batter faced. Anybody remember Garrett Olson? He had a 108 ERA. Akil Morris, that memorable uh, game in Toronto in 2015, where he gave up five runs in two-thirds of an inning for a 67.5 ERA, and he got a an NL championship ring out of that. But this game, well, the Nationals became the first team since at least 1908 to play a game where all nine starters had at least two runs, eight or more starters had at least two hits, six or more starters had at least two runs batted in. Guys were coming off the bench and hitting rocket shots. The Nationals led 19 to nothing through five innings. They are the second team in Major League history to have something like a 19 nothing lead through five. First time it happened, it was the Hartford Dark Blues against the New York Mutuals. That was on May 13th of 1876. So that's, those are the depths that we are plumbing right about now. 25 to four. The band Chicago once had a song kind of like that. And maybe this will cheer you up somewhat. But, uh, look, it was a busy day all around baseball, even before this thing began. Wilson Ramos to the Phillies and Atlanta picking up a whole bunch of guys. Washington actually traded Brandon Kinsler. He was hugging people in the outfield at 430, leaving his warm-up circle. Uh, Milwaukee gets Jonathan Scope, and the Dodgers get Brian Dozier, and Pittsburgh gets Chris Archer. The Reds hang on to Harvey. I mean, just all kinds of things going on. And even in the ballpark, in Washington, even though they didn't make any big deals, they didn't get rid of Harper, they didn't do anything of real note. Trey Turner, with the offensive tweets that he had to answer for, he was highly emotional before the game, then went out and set a tone with a single and two steals in the very first inning off of Matt. You know, it's funny, this game actually began 
with the Nationals doing something wrong. Very first batter of the game, our old buddy Daniel Murphy kicked a ground ball. And you're thinking, all right, ha-ha, Murph. Uh, and then the Mets didn't score, and then the Nationals got seven in the bottom of the first inning. This looked like a Giants-Cowboys, or uh, Giants-Redskins game. I said Cowboys because, you know, it's been all that time in Dallas, but obviously we're in Washington. It's better to say it's a Giants-Redskins game because after four, not innings, but quarters, I suppose, if you looked up at the scoreboard, very plausible to see it 7-3-3-3 across the line for the Washington team. But this was not FedEx Field. This was Nationals Park. And then, I guess uh, the, the fifth quarter, if you will, overtime, they kicked another field goal. So just a bizarre-looking line score. You had 7 Three, 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 through five innings. Like a great poker hand there, four of a kind. And the Mets actually got one back in the seventh, cut it to 19 to one on Jeff McNeil's first ever major league home run. First home run by a Mets rookie all year, and it almost took until August to get that done. Then it was all over, but the shouting you figured. But uh, Jose Reyes took the mound. We'll we'll get to that in just a moment. Back to the the seven run first. That was the highest scoring first inning by a National League team all year. And Matt's, we mentioned the defense betrayed, and Wilmer Flores just looked like he was in a fog. And sure enough, later in the inning, was removed because it was said he was dizzy and dehydrated. That's the second time this year Wilmer's had something like that. Mets have all these provisions in place now where you're always supposed to be hydrated and, and nutrition and all the, the kind of peripheral things are being chased and tracked. But somehow Wilmer slipped through the cracks here and a couple baseballs slipped by him. And that did not help out as Stephen Matz missed very few bats. The BABIP was incredible. The Nationals were 8-for-8 eight eight when they actually put the ball in play off of Stephen Matz. He got the two outs that he got on strikeouts. But you're talking the Nationals 12 for their first 16 at-bats overall. Murphy was in the middle of it. His first three ABs, he actually had two home runs and six runs batted in as he just continues to kill the Mets. He's now a career 393 hitter against him. He's got 11 home runs, 43 runs batted in, and 150 at-bats. So it's a, about an RBI every three or four at-bats for Murph against his old team. Ryan Zimmerman had a hit in that first inning, became the all-time franchise leader in hits, and that includes their time as the Expos. This number of runs scored was the most in the history of Washington baseball, the Senators, the Nationals, what have you. And I looked it up. This is kind of incredible. But since we were talking football, if you go back to the last 24 games played between the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins, in 22 of those 24 games, the Washington team did not score 25. They had a couple of 28s, but that's it. A lot of 16s and 7s and 9s and things like that. The Redskins don't score a lot against the Giants. But Washington, baseball-wise, 25 runs, on 26 hits. Very close to records on the Mets side for runs allowed. They had allowed 26 against the Phillies, memorably in June of 85, allowed 27 hits in that game. That was a game where it was 16 nothing Philly at the end of two. At least the Mets had the good sense to make it 16 nothing at the end of four in this one. Von Hayes had the two home run game in the first inning of that one. Calvin Schiraldi inning in a third of 10 run relief. And uh, well, then he was traded for Bobby Ojeda pretty, pretty soon after that. For Matt, his ERA suddenly is 4.35. It was 3.7 coming in. He had never allowed a run, not an earned run, at Nationals Park, not in 20 innings. But he allowed seven runs in two-thirds of an inning in this one. Jacob Rain was clobbered, gave up six runs in two innings, so his ERA is eight. The shine is off the star for Timmy Peterson. He gave up three runs. 
Tyler Bashler gave up three runs. Jerry Blevins actually had a clean sheet. He had an inning and a third, and it actually went quite well. But then Drew Smith, uh, they didn't want to go back to him after he pitched okay. They, they said, let's just go get a position player. Let's let it be Jose Reyes, who has said that before he retires, he'd like to be able to pitch. This was his moment. It did not go well. After 7,507 Major League at-bats, this was his first inning pitched. He featured a curveball of 49 miles an hour. Another one at 54 hit Ryan Zimmerman, and he fake charged the mound, which was pretty funny. But uh, in the end, it was Reyes giving up six runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. And there were all kinds of home run shenanigans by the Nats in this game. Murphy, we mentioned, had two of them. Zimmerman hit one off Peterson. Both Adams and Reynolds off the bench, hitting them against Reyes in that eighth inning. The Mets actually came back, as it were, with three in the ninth to cut it to 25-4. to four. I mean, we're all getting set to read about the 25-1 to one game this morning, but instead it's 25-4 to because Austin Jackson hit his first of the year, not just for the Mets, but anywhere. And Jeff McNeil, that was the one really nice thing that happened, the, the home run that broke up the Tanner Roark shutout bid. Roark, by the way, batted five times in this game, and he had a bases-loaded double off of Mats in the first. That uh, helped to set that very ugly tone. And speaking of tones being set or narratives being advanced, I mean, you can't help but to go here. Because on the conference call talking about why the Mets did not make any trades, John Ricco, the co-co-co-GM, said, quote, moving forward, we're going to do so on the strength of our pitching. And then the Mets went out and gave up 25 runs. The Nationals, meantime, their narrative was, hey, we believe in you guys. We're not going to trade away the team. Bryce Harper is staying put. Let's just stay the course. We think we've got enough to catch Philly and Atlanta. Let's go, guys. Let's go get them. They went out and scored 25 runs. In fact, they were 26 for 50 at the plate. They hit 520 in this game. Largest margin of defeat, we mentioned, had been 19 runs for the Mets. And even with that onslaught in the top of the ninth inning off Sean Kelly, they, uh, they end up losing by blackjack. 25-4 to four is the final. The big move the Mets made, by the way, um, <laughs> they grabbed a guy named Jack Reinheimer off waivers from the Diamondbacks. Not, not Dr. Albert Meinheimer from the Naked Gun 2.5 movie, which was a very good movie, by the way. I, I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, this is Jack Reinheimer, former fifth-round pick of the Mariners. Only a 237 hitter at Reno this year, AAA for the Diamondbacks. That's not a great sign because everybody hits in Reno. It's like going to Vegas. It's a, a spa for hitters. But this guy is somewhat speedy. He's 26 years old. He's had as many as 39 steals in a season. A little bit of organizational depth. And maybe it'll push Luis Guillorme a little bit. Guillorme got into this game late, had a hit. But if he's going to be anything, uh, maybe he needs to be pushed a little bit. So they, they bring in another Luis Guillorme type. Blowout score, 25-4. to That game recap we gave you brought to you by Burke Rehabilitation. Burke has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Their outpatient therapy is terrific. Give them a call at 914-597-2200 or go to burke.org to get the info that you need. Make you feel a little bit better here, I hope. The uh, worst blowout score that I'm aware of was a minor league game back in 1902. The Mets did not come close to this. Corsicana beat Texarkana 51-3 with the wind blowing out. Uh, 21 home runs for Corsicana in that game, eight of them by one guy, a guy named Justin Clark. So uh, from the files of it, it could always be worse. We dropped that knowledge on you, and uh, hopefully we can all kind of move on with our night. It's amazing that the Mets, one run scored that last game in Pittsburgh, and they won the game. 
Four runs scored in this one against the Nationals, and they lose by 21. That's baseball, Susan. That That's just how this thing goes. Mickey Calloway is going to speak. We might as well let him do that. And uh, Mickey, brought to you by our friends at Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, none of the runaround. Ridgewood Bank, please make sure you know how to get in touch with Ridgewood. They are outstanding. Ridgewoodbank.com. Great people, great service. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Okay, that's enough for me. Mickey's going to try to explain this right now. Mickey, what did you see out of there, uh, out of Matt's? Just leaving everything middle. Everything was kind of leaking back right over the middle of the plate. It was up, and uh, they, they did some damage. You just couldn't, um, you know, get, get it going. Are you concerned at all about the last three starts with him? No, I think we just, uh, you know, not everybody's going to pitch lights out every time. So, you know, you go through rough patches every now and again. He's going through one. Tonight was really rough. Uh, he'll get back on and uh, get after it in between starts and then see if he can ride it. What is the thought process as a manager in the dugout when you see a pitcher like that who clearly doesn't have it? How, I guess, how is the balance of you want to give him a chance to pull out of it, but at the same time you also don't want to let the game get away from you? That's a big challenge. Uh, I think you want to give them every opportunity to get through the inning, and maybe they hold it, uh, you know, three or four runs. We had the chance to with the pitcher up, and the pitcher hits a double and, and kind of burns us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a tough balance. Um, it didn't work out tonight. He's a guy that usually tries to work the inside of the plate. Was that not working at all? It, it wasn't. He was trying to get it in there. It was leaking back out over. These guys have some right-handers that uh, hit pretty good against lefties. Matsy's been pretty good against them in the past. Um, and, uh, you know, when you leave it out over the plate against really good hitters and a really good lineup, they, they make you pay, and that's what happened tonight. When did you realize you were going to have to use a position player just to preserve the ball? You know, well, we kept on trying to figure out how we were going to get through the game. We got Noah pitching tomorrow, um, who's been out for a while. We didn't want to use everybody. We wanted to get as deep as we could. Um, the last three relievers we used are going to be able to pitch again tomorrow. We didn't want to put ourselves in another bind. So, uh, you know, I think we figured it out about the fifth inning. You know, if we go six, seven, and then maybe a position player throw the eighth, we'll be okay for tomorrow. So we're in a good place going into tomorrow, I guess that's all I can say. It's tough. Um, loss, it's embarrassing. we got to do better than that. Mickey, you say it's embarrassing. I mean, it's one thing to you know, give up seven in the first, but for it to snowball like it did, did, did you sense – you know, any lost focus from any of the guys or any of the pitchers coming in just based on the score? No, I, I didn't sense any of that. I think that uh, we made way too many mistakes, and they weren't missing those tonight. Um, you know, even even to throw uh, Jose Reyes out there and, and the guys hit him like he did, that's that's you don't even see that in BP. Um, those guys were locked in. They came out tonight, and they, they beat us up pretty bad. Two things. Why'd you, why did you end up on choosing Reyes and then – just you know, he threw 48 pitches. At what point were you like worried that well, you were going to have to get him out of there? We were getting worried. Uh, we made Dave go out there and make sure his arm was okay and tell him to maybe slow the, the velo down a little bit because he had to be getting fatigued. And we even had Paul Seawald going just in case. Um, you hate to put guys in jeopardy. Um, Ray, it was Reyes because he was kind of our last option off the bench, um, and we knew we were going to have to hit uh, in that spot coming up again at some point. So at what point do you suggest to him that that might be a thing? Um, I talked to him about the sixth and just made sure he was okay with it. What happened with Flores? 
Uh, Flo was getting real dizzy. Sounds like he was a little dehydrated. Um, just wasn't feeling good. So he came, you know, kind of took himself out of the game. Turns out it's the worst loss in franchise history. Just given everything that's kind of happened this year, is it kind of the cherry on top of? Uh, it's tough. Uh, nobody wants to lose like that. We all in there want to win games. It's a, it's a bad loss. All right, that's the skipper, and we'll just kind of keep fast-forwarding now because it is a day game today, and you probably don't have a lot of time to listen to a lot of podcasts. We're getting ready for the Noah Syndergaard start. Yes, this is what's brewing for today. Brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year, returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, serving the finest premium coffees from around the world, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. All right, Bryce Harper had a big game. He was now 17 for his last 28. He's starting to come on. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman and, of course, Murphy. There were, I mean, even Tanner Roark had the big game. Everybody hit for Washington. And now it's got to be Thor that stops them coming back from that uh, weird infection slash virus that he got. And he has never really done that well at Nationals Park. Uh, this is where he had the lat injury late last April. 12 earned runs in 16 innings lifetime for Thor at Nationals Park. But he's 6-1 and one this year. Would you believe Tommy Malone is going to get the start? Remember him for Washington? He started five games for the Mets last year and was brutal. Had a 7.36 ERA. He's been kind of passed around since then. Lefty, I, look, if you're a lefty and you, you've got some uh, some major league experience, somebody's going to find you here. And Tommy Malone will pitch this game for the Washington Nationals as the Nats try to prove that they're still in it. They are back to a 500 record now at 53-53. and 53. The Mets with, again, their worst loss, most lopsided loss, anyway, in their history. Uh, they are in now at uh, 44 and 60 is the record. So if you're coming to see the Mets in New York when they get back home, and, and more on that in a moment, by the way, just a reminder that Hotel Tonight is where you can actually book in advance. You don't need to get thrown by that Tonight thing, although it's there if you need it. Whether you're a planner or like to leave things to the very last minute, you book a room in 10 seconds, three taps and a swipe, like they say, they only work with places where they'd stay as well. You get a good rate at a good place hotel tonight. Yeah, the Mets have this one noon game, the little outlier game here against the Nationals today. And then they're going to take the train back home. Always like a good train ride. And then the Braves, the revamped Braves are coming in. And this is kind of uh, everybody who's had a, a bad tweet we're going to run into this week. First Trey Turner and now Sean Newcomb coming up. Newcomb, who flirted with that no-hitter recently, he is scheduled to pitch in this series. The Braves are in for four. Then the Reds come in for three. And since Matt Harvey's not been traded, we get to say hello to the dark night at City Field at some point. That's about a week from now. But again, just kind of fast-forwarding through the nonsense here. I don't want to beat this thing to death. It was ugly. And the Mets were not making plays in the field either. That, that kind of made it even worse. No errors in the game somehow. But so many balls they could have gotten to and didn't get to. And the Nationals end up winning. They were up 19-0 and 25-1. to But the Mets made it uh, respectable by cutting it down to 25-4 to at the end. All right, I'm out. That's it. Betty, bye. Uh, and hopefully it goes a little bit better today. Talk to you soon. I'm Josh. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.